0: How are you guys doing? Swell. Yes, I love it. Mm. Sorry. Um, Eating and then preaching is a unique uh, dynamic. So um, we'll see how this goes. Um, It's great to see you guys this morning. Uh, It's been wonderful to share a meal with you all and to talk and to connect around tables. Uh, This is the body of Christ. You know, this is the family of God, and uh, we've been adopted into a family by a loving heavenly Father who cares for us and loves us with an unfailing, unconditional love that binds us together. His love is what allows our relationships to thrive. And this is, and if you're new here, uh, this is part of our vision. So as you can see, one of our values right over here on the wall is community, community, uh, that's something that we prioritize, authenticity back there and connection. Um, one of our missional objectives is to be one family, which is united uh, with God, but united with each other as well, and allowing God to bring us closer together, fully known and loved in authentic relationships and so today is kind of just a step a step forward in that area we want to continue to know one another to share our lives together to be honest and vulnerable and connect in that way and then uh, reciprocate that vulnerability with empathy and care uh, for our fellow brothers and sisters amen, amen. so uh, this is a step in that direction and we want to continue to do this did you have you guys have fun so far Yes? Okay, great. Awesome. The food. Isn't the food amazing? Come on. Let's give a round of applause for everyone who brought food. Wow. So, so yummy. Um, So, we have been in a series uh, talking about gratitude this month, a three-part series. It's called Lift Up Your Eyes, And, and the idea is that our world... Is full of brokenness and hardship and loss and grief and pain and darkness uh, and suffering. And it's hard for us to give thanks because we look around and we see all the brokenness in our world. So how... Do we have gratitude in the midst of all of this? And so the last few weeks, we've been talking about the truths of God that transcend our circumstances and the conditions of our life and the brokenness of our world. Truths of God that we can always give thanks for. Always, no matter what. No matter what's going on in our life, these are things that we can always give thanks for. So week one, we talked about the goodness of God. God is good and he's proven his goodness and how he satisfies the longing of the human heart and liberates those who are in addiction and in bondage and sets us free, who heals our broken hearts and our bodies and our relationships and reconciles and then who saves us, rescues us From our own mistakes and our own destructive behaviors, God is a savior and he's come and Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sin, right? So God is good and we can always give thanks for those things. And then last week we talked about how God is merciful. And the mercy of God is something that we can always give thanks for. The fruit of God's mercy being the fact that he forgives and forgets. That he wipes the slate clean. When we come to him, he erases every record of wrong that we've done. Every accusation that the enemy would like to bring against us. God has removed that list. He's nailed it to the cross. It is done for. And the enemy can't bring that up anymore. There's no power in it because we've already been forgiven and God's washed it away, right? And then we can give thanks because God purifies our hearts and our minds so we don't have to continue to carry the weight of shame and guilt from our past. God fills us with his spirit to confirm that he is near to us. Emmanuel, right? God with us. We're about to jump into that season. Woo, that's going to be fun. I love Advent, the arrival of Jesus. And then lastly, God strengthens us in our weakness. And even when we're weak, even when we make mistakes and we go to God and we're like, God, I can't, I can't make the right choice. I can't do the right thing. God says, that's all right. I'm going to help you. I'm going to empower you, and I'm going to give you the strength you need. No matter how weak you may be, no matter what you've already done, I'm still going to come in, and I'm going to empower you to live in a way that brings life to yourself and to others. Amen? So much to give thanks for. And so today, I want to talk about the life that God gives. God gives life. He is Life And he offers us life. And that is something that we can always, 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 always give thanks for. Jesus said in John 10, right, that the devil, the enemy, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's from him. So when we see those things, stealing, killing, and destroying, that comes from the enemy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have what? Life. And life in all its fullness, or life more abundantly, overflowing with life. And then later in the Bible, in 1 John, we find out that Jesus himself is life, right? He's the way, the truth, and the life. So when he says, you're going to have life in all its fullness, he's he's saying, you're going to have me in all my fullness. True life, the source of life. So what are the gifts Of life that we can give thanks for. What are the gifts of life? We talked about the proof of goodness, talked about the fruits of mercy. So today we're gonna talk about the gifts of life that God gives. I'm gonna try to keep this shorter. We'll see how that goes. Um, Gifts of life number one, we give thanks for the breath, the breath of life. God is the author of all life. We give thanks for the breath that He gives to all things that are living. Psalms 1 through three says, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. We are surrounded by life creation God's incredible work in creation is magnificent it's beautiful and it is full of life and it's the fingerprints of the creator on his creation the glory the splendor the magnificence that we see in nature is just a glimpse of who God is that we get to be reminded of every day when we look outside when the, when the sun rises in the morning, when the sun sets, if we can see it, um, because it's not too cloudy. But when the sun rises, when the sun sets, the, the night sky, the, the trees, the grass, the flowers, the autumn leaves, the snow when it's falling and it's completely silent. You know when the snow falls and it's just like th- th- that really amazing experience. It's almost like otherworldly. That that's a glimpse into the nature of God and His goodness and His magnificence, the mountains and the oceans and all the animals and all the create the cre- the creatures, the the, the galaxies, the, the solar system, the, the sun and the moon and the stars, and all these things, even on the microscopic level, right? The atomic, level, all that stuff, the DNA and how it's how it's weaved together. God's imprint is on it. And we can give thanks for creation that surrounds us. We're literally surrounded by life. We might have to take a step outside of our four walls and our fluorescent lights and get outside, but I encourage you find a time every day to touch nature. Go out and touch something that's alive. Touch a tree, something, just something. Get your hands on something that's alive and, and remind yourself that God is alive, and that you are alive, and that God brings life, and life is all around you, and it's a gift of the creator. All creation is a reminder of God's goodness to us, and we can give thanks for creation around us. Genesis 2, 7, then the Lord God formed Adam, or a man, sorry, from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of of life and the man became a living being. Psalms 139, 13 through 16 says, "'For you created my inmost being. "'You knit me together in my mother's womb. "'I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. "'Your works are wonderful. "'I know that full well. "'My frame was not hidden from you "'when I was made in the secret place. "'When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, "'your eyes saw my unformed body. "'All the days ordained for me were written in your book.'" before one of them came to be. Not only do we see God's life around us, but in us. We are God's best work, fearfully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand for us to walk in. We are his best work made in the image of God. Each person in this room bears God's image. And so therefore every human being is worthy of dignity and honor and respect because they're image bearers of their creator. Amen. And we have that to give thanks for. God gave you and I an opportunity to live, to exist in this world to be here, to, to live in eternity. He, he, cre- he designed you. He didn't have to, but he did. Your personality, your temperament, who you are, it was God's design. And he calls it beautiful. He called it very good when he was creating the world. Each time, each day, at the end of each day in creation, he says he saw that what he made and saw that it was good. But then when he created man and woman, he saw that it was very good. We can give thanks that we get to be here. We can always give thanks for that. Your life matters. God designed you, he made you, and he doesn't make mistakes. So we can give thanks for the breath of life that God offers us. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, gifts of life is the substance. The substance of life. So we talked about the breath of life. And then the substance of life, God is the sustainer of life. One of the biblical senses of the word life is this idea of vigor, like exuberance, uh, a vitality, energy. Uh, and, you know, it's like when you describe someone, you're looking at someone, they're like, ah, oh, they're so full of life, right? You know what I'm saying? It's that idea, this idea of you just see life in someone, So that one of the biblical senses for this word life is that, that exuberance, that expressive vigor and vitality. And the substance of life is God himself, right? So this is what's amazing about that. When we experience the presence of God or we feel the love of God being poured out in our hearts, when we have that experience, what happens? Our heart gets filled up with that vitality that we're talking about, that vigor. Something happens when you feel the love of God or you experience God in a unique way. That feeling, it's so ethereal, it's hard to describe, of life rises up in you because when we lay hold of Jesus in any way, we're laying hold of life, the substance of life, the real thing. And that fills up our hearts and so we experience these amazing emotions in a sense, but it's like deeper than that of, of passion or, or like I said, vigor, happiness even, exuberance, vitality. Romans 5, 5 says this, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. He says, our hope that we have in Jesus won't disappoint us because we experience the love of God as affirmation and confirmation that we will be with him forever and that he is alive. And so when we experience the love of God, we know that our hope doesn't disappoint. That's one of the ways we experience this life, this substance of life. In fact, it is God's purpose for us to be filled with all the fullness of God. Filled with the fullness of God, Ephesians three seventeen says, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Another translation says, to experience this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and life in all its fullness me in all of my fullness, be filled with all the fullness of God. That's the substance of life. And so we can give thanks for the ability to experience and encounter the living God. We get to encounter the living, the creator of all the universe that holds the universe in the palm of his hand, that breathe life into us, we get to encounter Jesus and experience his love and his presence and his life. Man, that is something to give thanks for. And we always have that opportunity to experience the living God and have his love poured out in our hearts and we can give thanks for that. Jesus said this in John 11, verse 25 and 26. He said, I am the resurrection And the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. So God is the substance of life, sustainer of life. And he's the one who allows us to live forever. Life everlasting. And that's something that we can always give thanks for. We don't have to fear death. Man, what a blessing. My goodness, we don't have to be afraid of death. Death is just a doorway. It's just like waking up when we die. We just wake up to real life, the presence of the living God. It's just walking through. That's it. Oh, death, where is your sting? It doesn't have a sting for us. Paul said to live, that's Christ. To die is gain. You get to be present with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's what the Bible says. Man, that is an incredible hope. And we can give thanks for that. Thank you, Jesus, for being the substance of life. Number two and number three, the meaning. The meaning of life. God is the meaning of life. So we have the breath. We have the substance and the meaning of life. Colossians 1.16 says, For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, Everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. Everything finds its purpose in him. If you think about it, the creator of something is the one that knows its purpose, right? Like you think maybe like the first... Light bulb invented. You know, someone who never had seen a light bulb before would be like, oh, what's the purpose of this thing? You know, do, you, do we play catch with it? You know, no, that doesn't work well because it breaks. You know, what do we do with this? Do we bowl with it? I don't know why I think of sports, you know, maybe because I'm a guy. Um, but, you know, what if we, that's, that's what guys immediately go to. <laughs> it, if it's not useful for a sport, then it's worthless. Um, so, what, what, what's the use of it? And then someone comes... And they screw it into a light socket and then boom, light. Something that we would never would have guessed. That's its purpose. That's its function. The person who made it knows that. Same thing with us, with our lives. God is the only one who knows our purpose and our meaning. And we find it in him. All created things find their purpose in him. And we get to give thanks to God because we have purpose. Our life has a meaning. That is so important. There's so many people in the world that are searching for that, and yet God just offers it to us. He offers us meaning and purpose. As soon as we come to Christ, we know the two greatest commandments. He said, okay, here's my commands. Here's your purpose. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to do all the things that I've commanded you. And then he says in Ephesians 2.10, like we said earlier, that we're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works. That God has prepared beforehand for us to walk in. So we were made for good works. Today we get to do that. We get to do some good works. Isn't that awesome? We're made for that. We have purpose. That is the vision of our church, to be one with Jesus, fully alive and devoted to God, to know him, to be in union with him. Jesus' prayer in the garden in John 17, that we might be one with him. We have a purpose to be one family, united with each other, fully known and loved. And then one on mission, fully engaged and present to the lost and the hurting in our community. Again, we're doing that today. And we're doing community today. We're literally living out our purpose. How awesome is that? We have meaning and we have purpose, but we find it in God. That's something that we can give thanks for. Amen? And we can give thanks that our life has meaning. We can wake up with purpose. And you see this all at the very beginning with Adam. Adam. God breathed the breath of life into him. I'm a living being. Adam walked with God in the garden. He spoke with him. He had open terms of communication with the Lord. He has substance in his life. And then God gave him a purpose. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over everything on the earth. We have breath, substance, and meaning. And these are gifts that we can always give thanks for. Amen? All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a little bit of time, because today's a little bit different, and I don't know how—yeah, uh, that, that was like 17 minutes. That was pretty good. Uh, not bad. All right. Um, so we're going to discuss a little bit at the tables. Uh, So you guys get to talk amongst each yourselves, Uh, talk amongst the people at your table. And I want you guys to, uh, we're gonna pull up a question here, a couple of questions, discussion questions for you guys. And you guys can use these if there's something else that you wanna share, maybe something that we've talked about in the series about gratitude, feel free to do that as well. But here's a couple of questions. You don't have to go in this order. This can be however you wanna do it, whatever you want to answer. Um, The first one is share an example from your life of God's goodness or his mercy or his life that you're grateful for. So something from your life, whether it was maybe it was God liberating you or setting you free in some way or a healing that took place or maybe it was uh, just freedom from shame and forgiveness or whatever it was, how God showed up in your life in a unique way uh, and you want to share an example of that that you're grateful for. Okay, so that's one. Another one here is what is the most memorable experience with God that you've had in your life? What's the most memorable experience you've had with the Lord in your life? And so either one of those, either one of those questions, um, you can share at your table. But I want us to encourage each other. The Bible says that we will overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, Jesus, the cross of Jesus. Thank God for that. And what? The word of our testimony. And so sharing our stories, we opened up this series talking about that. We look behind us, how God has done amazing things in our past. We look ahead of us and what he will do. And then we look around us, hearing each other's stories of gratitude. So we're going to share stories of gratitude today at our tables. That sound good? You guys are like, kind of, I don't want to talk. Sorry. (laughs) So we're going to connect couple of questions go at it and then we'll come back over here and then we'll close with prayer and just praying for each other at the tables but um and I know you guys are like some of your tables you're like we only had one person chair um so this is what my encouragement is to all of you don't let this and this conversation in today continue the conversation continue to share like, if, if you didn't get to hear from some people at your table, seek them out after service. And hey, I wanted to hear what your answer was. Or next Sunday, or get coffee with them, or invite them over for dinner, or do something and continue to connect. So there's, we're, only, we're limited on our time here, especially because the kids are back there, and we want to honor the kids' workers. Amen? Yes. <laughs> um, and so our time is limited, but don't let this be the end. Let it be the beginning. And let it be a catalyst to continue to connect in a meaningful way. And more than just how's the weather, how are the chiefs, how, you know, how's work. Let's, let's take it to another level. Okay. Does that sound good? Yes. All right. All right. Let's, let's do that. So we're going to pray. Um, everyone just bow your heads, close your eyes. Uh, And we're just going to take a moment and just give all of this to the Lord, and then I'm going to invite John up here to give us instructions for the outreach. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much for this amazing family. Thank you, God, that we have a community of people that care about us and that love us and that are for us and that will support us when we're in need. Um, that come to our aid when things go wrong, uh, who encourage us when we're disappointed or discouraged. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for brothers and sisters in Christ who represent you so well. Thank you, God, for this incredible family. And Lord, I just pray a blessing over everyone here. Holy Spirit, anyone who is carrying weight, extra weights on their shoulders today. Lord, I pray by your spirit and by your grace, I pray that you lift those weights off of their shoulders. Lord God, bring life to anyone who feels like they've been living in the shadow of death. Maybe it's because they're grieving the loss of someone. Um, Lord, I just pray for your supernatural life or to flood every heart in this room. Lord Jesus, help us to continue to connect with each other and grow in our relationship with you and with one another. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, And so uh, also, also real quick, one more thing. Everyone, let's do one more prayer. I want you guys to reach out your hands to all the food over here on the table. We're going to pray over all the families that are going to be receiving these Thanksgiving Day meals and just praying that God blesses them. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for the nine families that we're able to bless today. And I just pray, Lord, that this food will just be a sign of your love for them. Lord God, that they will know, God, that they have a heavenly Father who cares for them, who sees them, who knows them, who's with them, who's for them and love them perfectly, Jesus. Lord, may they be flooded with your light and love. Bless every person who is delivering today. God, I pray that they will be a representative of a loving father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.